Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Fatality. Podcast presents our review of Star Wars Rogue One, starring Felicity, jo- <laughs> starring Felicity Jones, Diago Luna. Is that right? How do you spell this? Um, uh, let's see, Alan. What's just keep going? Do don't say- don't ask. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> Alan today, Donnie Yen, and directed by Gareth Edwards. This is Jordan along with Eric and Ed. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. Pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I murdered every single one of those names. Yeah, Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan Tudyk, Donnie Yen. Those are the only ones that matter. Forrest Whitaker. Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm like really excited to talk about this one. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I was more geeked about this one than Force Awakens. If I can show my hand a little early there. All right. Really? All right. Well, keep going then. I mean, when I first, okay, maybe I was the, okay, so when I first heard that Lucas sold out to Disney for billions, I was like, well, that's it, Star Wars is over with, yay, that means that he can never fuck up anything ever again. (laughs) That means that, uh, you know, we got, you know, we got the six films, the, you know, the later three are nice, kept, locked in a vault, we're over with, I'm good with this. And then the Marvel movie started to get really, really good. And I'm like, oh, something's here. Something's here. And when they announced Rogue One and the idea behind Rogue One, it wasn't this movie made before. This is all that's right, George Lucas. Oh, thank God. You know, <laughs> so I'm so excited, so geeked. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was really geeked for episode seven, uh, Force Awakens. But just the story and idea about let's follow somebody else besides the Skywalkers for once. And it was great. And uh, I love the idea. And the trailer came out, and I was even more blown away. Uh, so excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, like, when I first heard that they were doing the story of, you know, and obviously it's, it's a little different, but when I first heard they were doing the story of the Both and Spies, you know, I thought that was really fucking cool. Uh, obviously, the movie didn't become, the, they, didn't, they didn't mention that, although it was sort of that story. Um, I thought they played, and I, they did a lot of like, awesome, like fanboy stuff in the movie too. Oh yeah, you know. Now they've, as we'll talk about them, sure that they they've basically said that anything that's not the original movies or on the Disney Channel doesn't exist. So for that, that that's no longer those those things no longer exist. There's no more canon other than what we're telling you. So in the new in this in the series uh, uh, Rebels 
on on Disney Channel. They have a couple of little cool episodes, uh, or excuse me, little couple of things in this movie, like the ship they have is in this movie. It's pretty cool. And also the um, oh oh god, shoot, Panic Room, Forrest Whitaker. Thank you, Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker's character, the guy he played, was also in Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Uh, Eric, we haven't heard from you yet, but Ed, I'm going to be this guy, and I'm going to school you because I was wrong. I thought this was about the spies as well, and it's not. Watching episode four, she does not say many Bothans died. She said that in Return of the Jedi. Oh. About how they get the about how they got the information to destroy the Death Star in Return of the Jedi. I thought it was the same thing too, but it's not. Oh. In Return of the Jedi, they said that they had Bothan uh, spies to do it. Bothan, she says many Bothan spies have died to retrieve this information. I thought she said that in episode four. She didn't. But uh, isn't Return of the Jedi a different Death Star? It is a different Death Star, but they had to get the information about... See, what? because I went back and, and, and rewatched it. They had to figure out how, um, how to destroy the shield generator on Endor. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bothan spies were. So in episode four, they were sitting around a room and they were saying, "This is what you have to do." Admiral Akbar, not Admiral Akbar, sorry, but another general, or whatever. In episode four, said, "This is what you got to do to destroy it." And then Luke's like, "That's no bigger than a wop rat." Yeah, that does not happen in episode four. Believe it or not, huh? I, mean, I can't believe I got my Star Wars wrong. I have. I have to. I've been wa- rewatching them just because I loved this Wait, movie so what? much. That doesn't happen. That does. She does not say many Bothan spies died in Episode Four. She says it in Episode Six. Co- correct. Huh. I don't. What? I. I'm. I'm being quiet because what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Like like that. Yeah. But but. Okay. Back to Rogue One though. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. That's what we're talking about, because Ed was saying about Both and Spies. It's, they're different I Death Stars, I thought this was though. about it. No, I know that, but, 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 but when Ed oh. was saying Both and Spies, I thought, I thought this movie was about those spies. And then when I came home, I was like, they said nothing about Bothans in Rogue One. Well, you know I what? Come back you probably just, just made the next movie plot, then. Like, instead of Rogue One, it's going to be, you know, Both and Spies. Star Wars. Probably. There you go. You know that that would probably be, that's gonna be the next one after uh, episode eight here. And again, they kill everybody. They do. So, Eric, what's your history with this one? Were you as geeked as I and Ed was? I was very skeptical about this movie. I was just like, okay, so I understand what it's about, but I I don't feel for for Jin uh, or so at all. Like I understand, but like I I just don't see her as kind of a believable character. And after seeing it, I stand by it. I, I do. I'll, I'll go into it. I was very entertained by the movie. I liked the movie very much. I'm not saying that to discredit it at all. Um, but it's got a lot to live up to in the world. I, in the story, I thought it was... I, I knew where it was. I thought it was a great, actually, story for a plot to, to do this. It's fucking radical. Uh, and we get Darth Vader. Who doesn't love Darth Vader? He's a badass. And... Uh, uh, just the way that they introduced the characters, I was just kind of like, eh, okay, okay, you know, we have the, you know, the top dog, uh, you know, Cassian, who comes down, he's like, hey, I'm this, 
I'm the cool guy. You can tell because I have the scruff. I have the hair. And you're the damsel. And we don't get along. And that's just going to build tension. And then we have the comedy relief in K2SO, who actually was the lead fucking character in my in my movie. This was his movie, <laughs> not anyone else's movie. Uh, um, he was but, really good. He was really good. <clears throat> characters aside, I'm not going for characters. I'm going for the story, and it was awesome as far as the story goes. I, th- I feel not only did it establish its own storyline, but it patched up a lot of any questions that you would have had in the original three, or maybe the first two. Um, just anything about that. You just, I thought that was really great how they did that. Um, obviously, the, a big part was always the weakness of the Death Star. How could you make a Death Star, blah, 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 and have it with these weaknesses? How about, and then they explained it right ahead. The engineer of it never wanted to do this in the first place. He went against his will, and he secretly made this uh, opening, these openings to uh, mm-hmm. channel a fusion reaction. And just, uh, you know, chain reaction just kind of go go off and just blow up everything. Excellent how they did that. I thought it was fantastic. But, I, again, just like these characters, I, um, I wasn't feeling them too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to I, I agree with you. Like, it, every single argument we've ever, nerd argument I've ever had about this movie that doesn't go into things like Kevin Smith talks about, like the union workers and how much it fucking costs to build the Death Star and all this stuff. But it's been like, it was the plot holes. Why is there a giant hole that the Empire didn't see? That, oh, by the way, just destroyed the whole thing. Like, that's the biggest plot hole in the entire series. Now, the fact that they just did it again. But at the same time... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, at the same time, it does it gives you it gives you that argument. It, you no longer can have that debate. And I also agree with you that I think the characters... I didn't, I didn't feel connected to these characters at all. I, you know, I, I loved the story... But I think I loved the story because I'm such a fucking Star Wars geek. Like, mm-hmm. I just love the fact that anything is anything Star Wars. You know, I, I, I just immediately give it 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Of enjoyment. No, no Force, no lightsabers. Instead of uh, if you... Uh, only, only in Darth Vader. It's the only time you ever right. saw it. No Force, well, no that... So it's a different type, very different type of Star Wars. Well, the, the It Man, I forget what his name is in this movie, but the guy who played the Donnie It Man. Donnie Yen is Churit. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he he uses the force, but not in the sense that like anyway. you see you you're accustomed to. You know, he's like I'm one with the force. The force is with me. He's like a follower. He's not a disciple. He's just a follower type thing. Yeah, Which and I love cool. the fact that they talked about the kyber crystals. Yeah, that was you know great. what I mean. You know, and that uh, the the of course who would who would be the two people in the world that would be able to know that the Kyber crystal temple existed, number one, and know what they could use it for and want to destroy it so that you can't make any more lightsabers. Yeah. The emperor and Darth Vader. They're both former Jedi. They're both Sith. So they, they know the temples there. They know that they know what Kyber crystals are and they don't want anybody to be able to make lightsabers ever again. And they know, you know, that this can help, that this can help their, the death star. So that was brilliant on, on, on my part. That story was flawless. I thought I just, I just didn't like the characters that much. Wow, so we could not be at two different spectrums here. Uh, I love the story. The story is amazing, but this is some of the best characters ever in a Star Wars movie. I, I'll so I explain, guess we saw something different. I'll explain why. Um, I'll explain why. Uh, a few different things. One, I, I, it started off with building up uh, a, lot of, a lot of good foreshadowing in Jyn in Gen- Aerosol. And I, I get it, you know, a girl, uh, you know, her, her family ran away, obviously, from something. Empire comes to retrieve uh, the, the father. 
she has to escape. Uh, the wife was killed. You know, okay. Um, not anything like it's original, but it's fine. It's Star Wars and it's tragedy and it's, you know, plot points and developing in character. I get it. Um, it's the part where it suddenly just fast forwards because I was going, I went from feeling bad for her to like, uh, like, oh, are you different now? Because I have sympathy for her. She's humanized. I get, you know, but then all of a sudden, like, um, there wasn't really a direct purpose for revenge on her part, you know? Like, you can tell that she wasn't, like, completely hanging on to it. And we're at a point right now where it picks up after the, the gap in years from her going to child to adult, uh, you know, kid to rebel. Uh, she's, like, an outlaw now. She's, she's in prison. She's been jailed. And so she's going on to a labor camp type thing. And so she's, you know, she's supposed to be more rough, more, more, more gritty, you know, type thing. So each of those characters are, like, kind of more silent. She really goes from, like, not giving a shit at all to being like, oh, what are you guys doing again? Yeah, I guess I'm on board. Yeah, I know you kidnapped me and I just want to bet my freedom. But you know what? I'm on board because we have hope. And um, I, I have hope. I think we can do this. Hey, you know what? Suddenly we're on board. What do we have left to do, guys? We we really got to do this. It's like, hey, didn't we just pick you up, like, yesterday? And, <laughs> like, from rescue from prison, like, yesterday? And now no. you're just like... You know, that that's where just like where does where does this this optimism come from? Actually this was all put into a video uh from YouTuber uh Jenny Nicholson. She's like just kind of like a resident nerd chick on, on YouTube. Great videos. But she pretty much puts a light at this where she's just like, Yeah, like Jin Erso out of nowhere which comes from like this hard, fucking rough, you know, uh, uh militant kind of uh, girl who was raised by, by outlaws and a pack of wolves to suddenly just being like, Yeah, you know what, for the better Right, everybody? We gotta do it. And no. Just, that, that's kind of what I felt. And just like, why, like, where is this coming from? I, I get it, like, what they wanted to do. She's moved by her father. Her father is still alive. His father, her father was, was taken against his will. He loves her very much. I never stop loving you. Like this and that. I, I get that. But it's, it was, it was already after the fact where she was just like, you know what? I'm on board. Like, that should have been a more emotional scene, I feel, in her development, for her to be like, holy shit, like, or maybe, like, you know, something else exposed her. She found something else, maybe in, in the crystal that her mom gave her, uh, where it really moves her to be like, okay, now I'm moved to do whatever I need to do and whatever it takes to completely do the mission, to take down the Empire. I'm moved by that, rather than just being like, yeah, I mean, you guys helped me out of prison. No, okay, so first of all, she's Bruce Wayne. That's exactly who this chick is. We saw the same exact story in Batman Begins in 2005. She that explains little... why I hated it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I mean, like, instead of a little boy, it's a little girl, you know, but she sees her parents get killed. She thinks her dad's One. dead. And, you know, um, well, she th well, she saw her mom get killed, but she thinks her dad's dead. Okay. You know, she gets picked up by uh, – uh, by Forrest Whitaker, uh, you know, he's going to train her and be an outlaw and all this kind of stuff. So then we jump forward 15 years and she's now in prison. There's no difference than that, than what it was with Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne and Batman Begins. And she did have motivation. No, because, because here's the thing on this though, is that she did have a reason. She never cared about the rebellion to the last planet, the, what I call the Island planet. I forget what they called it in the movie. Um, but, Guys, think about this. She did not know that her father was still alive. She did not know her father was still alive after she got kidnapped 
by the rebels. The rebels said, hey, you know this guy, which I can't say his name, Saul, is that right? Forrest Whitaker's Saul Guerrero, character. yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're like, you know this guy, right? We know who you are, that you know who this guy is. We need to talk to this guy so we can find your supposed father. And she doesn't believe that her father is alive. So she goes along with it. It takes them to Saul. And then once she takes him to Saul, she's checked out until she sees the message from her father, knowing that he's still alive and she has motivation to go save him. That's when it changes. That makes perfect sense to me. And that's okay. a great character arc for her. And the way it goes and plays out at the end is even a better. Every character had an arc. The only issue that I had with this movie, the only one, is the main guy. Uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? I'm terrible at names. Cassian but, uh, Andor, the, uh, the, uh, her, Cassian, her, the her Han, opposite. The Han Solo ripoff guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We first introduced him, right? We get first introduced to him on this trading planet that's straight out of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and he murders a guy. He murders his informant. And I know throughout the movie, you know, they say, well, are rebels as good as, you know, are, you know, rebels have done as terrible, as many terrible things as the Empire, so are we just as bad? Whatever. But he murders this guy in cold blood and he escapes. So why does he hesitate to kill Jen's father is totally beyond me. He had a shot. It was in his character to do it. He had no reason not to do it. That's the only issue I had with this movie was because he had no reason not to pull the trigger when he finally confronted her. But she had a good arc. I, I, had, thought, I had thought the only reason why he didn't is it was because of the actual of the scope scenes. When we saw the scope down scenes, because you could see uh, – um, what the hell's his name? Um, whatever the hell. Uh, Hans or so is that his name? Han or so? Who? Oh, the dad. Oh, uh, oh the, the dad, uh, Galen. Oh, jeez, way off. Oh yeah, Galen or so here. Um, oh, I'm thinking of, of uh, the guy, the actor's name, Mods uh, Mickelson. Anyway. I just call him La Chifra. Anyway, uh, those scope down scenes, I think, uh, just because every time they showed those, it showed him, a Galen or so, in conflict with the Empire. And so I think that he was merely kind of uh, observing, uh, observing, just kind of like, oh wait, there's there's something going on here, type thing. So that's what I took from that. And you know what? I, I'm glad that you were talking about stood up for for Jane Erso because in that case, what I think they could have done was made her a little bit more uh, uh, resistant towards anything rebellion. I thought she's a little bit too cutesy for it. She's just like, well, I don't want to go, you know. And well, we're going. She's like, oh, well, I don't want to, but I'll go anyway. She she was Disneyfied. Yeah, I guess. She, no, yeah. no. She for oh, we'll see what happens to Ray in episode. She wasn't she wasn't eight, as right rugged. Now, I wanted more of a, a more rugged. I guess if if she's yeah. gonna be a suicide bomber. And by the way, too, another speaking of suicide bomber, Sakurera, uh Everyone's leaving. He's just like you know what? I think I'll stay here. Like, I've, no, I've fought long wrong. enough. The the fucking the ship is right here. So like we're we're all ready. We can jump on. We can leave right now. So you know what? I, I, I'm 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 all right. I think I'll just <laughs> I think I'll just stay right here. like, what the fuck? Get on the ship! Like what are you what are you talking about? You're done fighting. Yeah, that's like I soldier, think soldier piece of shit. You know I, I think based on the like the comments we're all making and talking about, you know I want to just sort of add that if you guys remember the previews. There were a lot of things that were in the previews that were not in this movie, particularly the earlier previews. So yes. here's my thoughts on it. On like I, I think they left a lot of character development on the cutting room floor because I think they changed the movie. 
um, you know, not that the the ending had to be, and I'm pretty sure that that always was. But no, it the wasn't. same, well, I I I, it'll, I know that like the original the original ending, they all died, then they changed. The Disney made them change it, and they're like, no, 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 we can't change it back. So like we so they changed it back, but like. I think that they had to have changed it to make it. Uh, for, and this movie was really dark. Like this is this movie to me. You could basically take this story and put it into any war movie. It's just the fact that they took a war story and made it Star Wars related. You know what I mean? I don't think this is a kids movie. I think this has got to be like a PG thirteen at least. But it at the is. same, is it? So what my thoughts are is there. I think they had to have left a lot of development on the cutting room floor because they changed the movie. Okay. You know, because there's, you know, like the the thing where she, where Jane Urso in the in the preview says, you know, well, I'm a I'm a rebel. You know, that's what we do. We rebel, we or rebel. you're rebels, or yeah, yeah. You know I what I mean? It, it, she, Boy, it, well, at the, yeah, but at the same time, I think that they 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 were had a different direction for where they were going with the movie in its entirety. I don't know that to be fact. I haven't read anything on it. It just feels that way that like they were they made a much darker movie and that with and they had. How many months of reshoots? They had a lot and, of reshoots. And you know what I mean? You're not wrong at all. And I'm sorry to cut you off. You're not wrong That's at fine. all. G- Gareth Edwards. I, I did a lot of research on this. I listened to other podcasts to get to prepare for our show. Uh, Gareth Edwards delivered them an R-rated cut. That's exactly really? okay. what happened. That, oh, yeah. Is that what you think would happen? No, that's not what think. That's 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 straight from Gareth's mouth. He was like, I gave them the movie that I wanted to make. He gave them a very dark adult Star Wars with more Vader. That's, an R-rated cut. That's exactly what was missing from this fucking movie. I can mm-hmm. tell you that, boys. And, and Disney said, Disney said no. So they said we got to do reshoots, and in the reshoots, everybody died but her. Oh. And then oh. Gareth Edwards, and then Gareth Edwards, the director, said that doesn't make sense. She has to die. Everybody has to die because. Then everybody's gonna say, "Well, why is she talked about episodes four, five, and six? So they negotiated. They, they put a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor, but they, the the end of the negotiation was everybody will die at the end, but an honorable death, not yeah. uh, you know. But the one thing that he did leave in that you guys will call bullshit on, but he he did it that Disney never caught was the homosexual couple." Which is brilliant in how the director did that. I love it. Are you talking about between Whoa, uh, I... Donnie Yen and uh, <laughs> the, the talk... Hawaiian dude, the blind guy and the Hawaiian dude with the gun? Yes, absolutely. They are. They are partners. Yes. What? What leads you? What? What leads you to think that they're bros? Ed, stop it. <laughs> what? what? I don't. I, what? <laughs> I mean, if that's the if they're gay, they're gay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't see that at where, all. Yeah, that, where, you where are you coming up with this? They are holding hands in one scene. When he's dying. Well, I would I'm hold your hand dying. if you were fucking dying, but that doesn't mean I want to kiss you. That's not what it was. That's not what it was. In the, in the beginning, before we get that awesome Shut tank up. Battle, it's true. I'm not lying Pix, to you at all. Pixar, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Seriously. You, you're going to give me a reason to watch this movie again now? Like yes, I'd, I'd go to yes. the, I'm gonna before when the movie it, starts. I'm gonna get up in front of the theater. Hey, everybody, just to make sure at this mark, if everyone could just make sure or tell me after the movie any scene that you see these two uh, holding hands. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a, a, a very good example. Okay, we're bros, fine, 
I believe in the force. You two don't believe in the force. You two are the Hawaiian guy, right? So I go out into battle, nothing's shooting at me at all, you know, and eventually I get killed or I'm dying, right? Are you going to sit here and say that you're going to sit there and go without any kind of romantic love, completely change the way that you feel about things and then no, you are not wait a minute you, you're skipping over Come something on. you're skipping over something when they're sitting in prison in Saw Guerrero's prison the he says the blind dude says and he used to be the most firm believer of all of us until things changed so like he's a, he, he he's still a guardian of the of the kyber temple but he you know cuz that's his calling that's his job but he's no he no longer believes in the force when it comes out in Blu-ray, I'm telling you, you guys are going to tell me I'm right. I, Those I, two characters are gay lovers. I'm telling you. Have you seen the movie Your Highness with Danny McBride mm -hmm. and James Franco? I will never see that movie. It's a pretty no. fucking funny movie. It's ridiculous. There's a part in that movie where the bad, one of the bad guys, Damian Lewis, you know him from, uh, um, what's that, Home, uh, Homeland? Okay. okay. The red-haired guy, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a part where he and James Franco are fighting, and James Franco bests him. And uh, as he's dying, both of them, James Franco over him holding hands because they were once allies, Damian Lewis is like, oh, my final words, I just have to tell you that I I love you, uh, uh, Fabios is, is, is the guy's name. And he, James Franco is just like, oh, man, like like two adult friends love each other as as friends? He goes, no, as a man loves another man. <laughs> and I feel like that's what you just described right there, where it's just like... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will happen, but that's okay. That's the way I took it. Uh, that's my opinion, though. I think that it's there. Um, I don't think it's blatant. I don't think the director's saying, hey, guys, look, these two are gay. I think that there are yeah. subtle hints Star Trek it. did it, so now we got to do it. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, it, it, it could be. It could be. That's just the way I interpret it. Well, Knew what I did right. not... It, so, Go ahead. pretty much, okay, so the, the, the next one is I want to talk about Vader. I don't want to talk about the end with Vader. I don't want to talk about that yet. I kind of want to tease that to the end with a review. But did they show too much on Mustafar with Vader and taking a bath? I mean, they showed a lot of Vader before the outfit. Yeah, they kind of made him look like a bitch at the beginning. Well, I mean, that's that's – what's what he that's fucking that's vader like this is i mean you know you got you got a horribly you know cut up and and singed like the dude's missing body parts the dude like is lucky he still has midichlorians <laughs> no i was i was just shocked that they showed so much and i was also shocked that vader didn't like the death star to begin with he was like oh tell him it was a mining accident like, no, 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 no. He's doing that because they're trying to hide the Death Star because they remember in the first scene when they're all together in the Death Star in, in A New Hope, they say, well, we don't have to worry about the Senate anymore because the Emperor just dissolved the Senate. But at this point, they still have it. They still have the Senate. Yeah. So they're trying to yeah. hide it because they still have votes. They still have all this shit. You know what I mean? Because they can kill it. Yeah. Which, which, which is, funny, by the way, how you hide a multi-quintillion dollar enterprise from even the emperor <laughs> how you hide it is beyond me oh that's easy uh i mean the answer is right there in uh, the people who are controlling it you put it on the dark side 
Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, there you go. I was like saying, everybody, and good night, and thank you, everybody, for joining us, Movie Guys Podcast. <laughs> That's right. The only thing that sucks about the whole Senate disbanding part is this is literally 18 years. This is this is like a week or maybe a few days before part four. It has been 18 years since episode three. It has taken 18 years to dissolve the Senate. I don't know. This emperor is pretty evil and badass. And plus, he has Vader on his side. They just wiped away an entire. Uh, they just wiped away all the Jedi's. Uh, 18 years in the past. You're going to tell me this, that there's still a Senate now? I don't know. It, it seems a little fishy to me. That seems like they didn't get all their ducks in a row. But think about where uh, episode three left off. I mean, this is just after the Clone Wars had had it happened. So they had reestablished a new form of government just because they were fighting. They they used the clones. They used the clone armies mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to attack. So, yeah. Uh, so, so it's still it's still there, or at least remnants of it. It may be not uh, be at full gale force like it, like it was in episode one. But I mean, it's there. You know, that's probably because we didn't see any of the Gungans. Nobody wants to. Nice. Um, Misa, so glad there's no Gungans. Me so glad that this ending <laughs> battle on the island planet is the greatest battle in ever for Star Wars. This, this, this oh, my God, it battle. is. And I always was a – Empire Strikes Back was my favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue One is now my favorite Star Wars movie. And I what? Thought, Big time. And I thought, I thought Hoth, the Battle of Hoth, would never be beat. This topped it. The last 40 minutes is the greatest roller coaster adrenaline rush ride I've ever been on this year. This this is a great way to end the year. This ending battle is amazing from start to finish. It was great. And can I add how awesome it was that they had the original red leader and gold leader, even though they're both dead? But or the the red leader is gold leader's not um, playing their same parts in this movie. It's actually the original parts. Because guess what? Mind blown. Yeah, they just CGI it and used. Yep. No, no. Red Leader and Gold Leader, those were actual original shots from Episode 4 that were not used for the final cut. Oh. Ah, you know what? I, I, re- I saw the title of that article and didn't read it. I, now I'm glad. I'm sorry I didn't. So every time you saw Red Leader and Gold Leader, that was the stuff that Lucas originally filmed in 1977, 76, whatever. Hmm. And there was this left in the archives, and they just sliced them in there. That's pretty sweet. You know what's they, not you know, a little? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. They did a lot of a lot of research to go into this movie because they. I read another article where Gareth Edwards went to 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 uh, Lucas Ranch, whatever the heck it's called, Skywalker, Skywalker Ranch, Ranch, and went through the archives and watched every single second of Episode Four. Watched every single second of what was what was released, what was not released, every cut, every take. Watched them all. So that he can get this movie right. Yeah. No, and, and, and he did the right choice on it. What he didn't do the right choice on was the terrible CG over the face. I can't even get the guy's name, but the guy who says in episode four, you may fire when ready. You didn't – uh, uh, No, no. General Tarkin? You didn't yeah, like you him? you didn't like General Tarkin? I like him. I didn't like the CG makeup. I was ready to bring on my Xbox One controller. He looked like that. They did I mean, a that was, pretty fucking well, you, good job. Yeah. Like, given it, the circumstances. It, was, and it couldn't have been anyone else. It, it could not no. have been anyone else. It had to no, have been. No, you're right. It couldn't have been anybody else. But uh, it's just the way it was, this look, did, just didn't look right. 
What did you want them to do? Throw a random guy in there? No. Leia looked worse. Leia looked awful, but uh, no, you know, no, she looked a lot better than than what we have right now. If, well, if you were that's... to get, if you were to get what we have now, and then and then that, I I would I would bang the computer one. <laughs> well, Fair this enough. was also thirty years or forty years ago, bro. She was like, she was hotter then. Yeah, so like you know, I'm just saying, like, given given what the movie is and what is demanded, I think they did a pretty good job. Disney was probably just like, you know, what? we got it, and they did like that. the The way that it moved, you could uh, you could tell. I, I understand that, but like, be honest. When it, when uh, Tarkin first came up, you actually had to do kind of a double take, right? You had to be like, wait, I was yeah, impressed. CGI. Like, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of oh, what yeah. it was. Yeah. And then and then when it came around, you were looking extra hard for uh, Leia when it turned around for her because you you thought, okay, well, are they going to use the same thing? Are they going to use the same CGI or are they going to actually have Carrie Fisher there? Just, oh, thank you. You got the plans. <laughs> <laughs> what did they bring us? Hope. Yeah. Well, you know what I got to do? I got to go back and watch this movie again in theaters without my Movie Guys podcast glasses on. Because I guess when I saw that originally, I was like, oh, God, the CG was eh, not that good. But you know what? You guys were saying it. I got to give it another shout out. I mean, but, like, we all have small gripes, but the movie's still like, I, I would say again, yeah, that, that end battle scene was, was fucking legit. I didn't realize that the Empire uh, for their archives just had a huge skyscraper full of hard disks. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they put VHS tapes <laughs> and a satellite, a direct TV dish on top no. of, on top of the, with the VC with the VHS tape. VCR. Oh yeah, that's right. They just had like yeah, beta player there. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I understand it was a uh, you know a long time ago, but <laughs> um, that's actually another thing I wanted to bring up since you brought that up, Eric. I'm sorry. What was the what was the main guy, the Hansel ripoff's name again? Cassian. Yeah, Cassian. I gotta get that Cassian. That was another scene that was actually compromised. In the original cut, Caspian fell to his death. Oh, really? He fell all the way down to his death. You never saw his death. He fell, you know, kind of like how Han Solo fell. He just fell down to an endless bottom pit. He just fell. Mm -hmm. Or or Darth Maul? Yes. Yes. He fell all the way down. Someone someone out of the two people that, that fell, one of them survived. Yes. So that's the original cut of, of him doing that. Uh, what was the robot's name? K what? K two S O. Yeah, K two S O. Played by Alan Tudyk, everybody. Who what I love. Sad, what a sad death. What a brutal death. He, well, he, di- he died enough. actually the most epically. Yeah, the no, most. He saved them. No, I know he saved them, but what a brutal death. He was getting shot from every direction. Holes being blown in him. If he wasn't a robot, oh my god. That Ooh. makes my two favorite characters of his that died sad deaths, by the way. Who was the other one? I'm like a leaf. Yeah, I'm like a leaf on the wind. Yeah, Watch how I splat. You know, he gets impaled by the Reavers. Firefly. Uh, Firefly, man. Serenity, uh, yeah. I only know him as the pirate in Dodgeball. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> but you, But you can't dodge gun blaster fire or giant yeah. Reaver spear. He's, he's good. King Candy in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Have some candy. <laughs> oh, that's him, huh? Yeah. Apparently, he, and I and I tweeted this earlier. Uh, Alan Tudyk, he uh, he, uh, what do I say? Auditioned for for this role from a, a Nathan Fillion's house. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 
That's great. Nice. I, I everyone loves Alan Tudyk. He's he's so he's such range. So mm-hmm. and you know what they say is that uh, two dicks are better than one. <laughs> um, I also love the fact that they took a scene from Spaceballs and they had a big, huge uh, force field over the uh, planet with a little tiny hole yep. for the atmosphere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. The space battle was great. Uh, I was, I mean, the, the ending battle was great. I since I did not know that everybody's going to die because I walked in here thinking, okay, it's a Star Wars, it's a Disney movie. Disney, The yeah. main character. The, the main characters are not going to die. They're not parents, so they're clearly safe. Because if you're a parent in Disney, you're dead. So, I mean, like, there's this... He's right. But, but I was shocked. And how she dies at the end with him. Oh, God. Because there was a scene that was cut out that I wish they kept in. But there was a scene in the trailer where she's running down the beach carrying the hard drive. And that scene's not in the movie. And I, I, I just wanted more. I did not want this ending battle... To, to end i did it it was it yeah was, i mean it was great it, it felt like deep impact you guys ever see deep impact yeah oh yeah where where uh she where the daughter uh what's her name i can't remember her name and her dad they're like die, they die on the beach together oh, that uh, looked, oh 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 Ta- the, tay leone yeah tay leone yeah yeah <laughs> but uh reminded me of that i mean you know i other than a few early plot building points you know that i thought they left out I thought everything up to, you know, the, like what we're talking about, like when you get to the, the end battle, I thought that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in a Star Wars, in, in any Star Wars. It's the best battle, you know, the best, like, space battle. And a huge nod to, to, to those guys for actually bringing in Knights of the Old Republic with the fucking Hammerhead Corvette. Yeah, that was tight. By the way, yeah. they, brought, they, they brought in the ship. They brought in the ship from Knights of the Old Republic. To, to basically be the hero. And then, of course, there's the part that we're all going to talk about. The greatest five minutes in the entire Star Wars franchise yeah. is Darth Vader just fucking wrecking shit. When he realizes, when he shows up and realizes what's happened, and he just gets pissed. And he just, you, you can just sort of, not that you can see it in his eyes because he doesn't have them, but, <laughs> you know, you can just sort of see it in what happens, like, and then, you know, all the, and then you get the rebel pilots and everything that the, the guys are on the spaceship, you know, they, they go and the, just the fear in their eyes when they see that red lightsaber oh. and they realize, oh my God, it's Darth Vader. <laughs> and then he starts to just force pull guns and fucking throw people in the air. And it's, I feel like I'm playing the uh, battlefront. Yeah. Was, you know, you know, it was, it was amazing. Amazing. This oh. was the most brutal I have ever seen Vader. I want more of this. I want more. This was great. Make a rated... You know what? Disney, do that. If you could... Oh, Jesus. Can we get this... Everyone listening right now, if we could if we could really do this, I would love this. If we could get on board... I'm almost willing to start a petition for this. For if uh, Disney could make a standalone uh, Vader movie. That would be fantastic. If they could make it R-rated, that'd be even better. Because I think next... Oh. I think they they wanted to do aside from the sequences besides eight and nine, um, uh, there was talks because they want to keep this going after the six. They they just have so much success and there's so much more to do. Uh, I think a, a standalone. It's so much more money to make. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think a standalone <laughs> Obi Wan movie is going to be coming soon. Well, from what I've been reading, and this is through Nerdist um, and a couple other a couple other places, 
the reason that they haven't started talking about well they the reason they haven't followed through and started developing a, a, uh, an obi-wan movie is because they're not done telling his story yet yes i actually heard that okay so that implies that there that there will have more that he will have more to do in in eight and nine and there is a rumor that there's a that, that that for stage for like what was brought on that they had uh, Yoda props brought in for for eight, and that Ewan McGregor was 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 brought in for eight. It's Ooh. been not confirmed, but that's through that's through like Nerdist and Leaks. through a couple of other yeah not, like it, Nerdist. I trust Nerdist with my life when it comes to this stuff. Oh yeah, well I'm yeah I'm sure Chris Hardwick anything that he says is uh, you know, well I mean he's he he's sold he has sold Nerdist. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Well, he, it's, working with Nerdist, I mean, they, they have, yes. it's a passion project that they do, especially when it comes to something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I trust, I trust them implicitly when it comes to this kind of stuff. That'd be great. So I, the I, only I do thing think I we'll could add, it. the only thing I could add to this is Disney has said, well, not well, people in Disney have said they wanted to see the reason why we haven't had Han Solo or Yoda Obi Wan yet is because they wanted to see what Rogue One would do. Nothing really has been successful outside of Star Wars besides the main saga, the episodes, the Skywalker family. Everything else has been kind of mediocre or terrible. Because George Lucas made a fucking Christmas special and then an Ewok special. (laughs) Holiday special, I think. (laughs) Yes. Right? Confirm they don't celebrate Christmas on Endor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, they wanted to see if this was going to be successful, and clearly it is. And I heard the next one's actually going to be on Solo. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that. I think that's confirmed if I remember right. They've already hired so, a couple people. Yeah, they've already uh, did. Uh, uh, oh, what the Don Glover, Childish Gambino, uh, to do? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Lando Calrissian. Yeah. So nice. I would still, but I mean, like this is these are all possibilities of what we could very well see in the next within the next 10 years here i mean they pretty much already we got two movies down out of a six-year plan so Mm -hmm. we have four more years of of four star wars movies to come out still yeah i think they're what because they're doing what are they're doing eight and then han solo one and then nine and then han solo two right i heard it i heard it was uh i heard it was uh eight han solo nine and then yoda that's what I was, but it doesn't matter. Well, everything's up in the air, and then after mm-hmm. that, they could easily do other other series. Uh, I would even imagine if uh, Disney wanted to hop on, kind of the uh, the on demand bandwagon, that they could make like a ten episode miniseries, and then just oh, release. I absolutely the- see. I absolutely see a, a an ABC series in the future. Yeah, oh, like you know that that's very possible too. And you might be surprised if they put the budget into it, because. Uh, but I, I don't know because I, I think that they make more obviously more money doing movies uh, than they would anything else. What um, I heard that on their first day it was at seventy two million. I, I hadn't looked because I thought maybe you guys had go. more. I have a box office here. The budget was uh, estimated uh, at around two hundred million. It is – that's a lot of fucking money, $200 million. Opening weekend, damn near came close to it. Oh, my God. Damn. $155 million for opening weekend. God. And, a, and it's ridiculous. been cold and rainy in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a hol- – you're releasing it on a holiday, mm-hmm. which is uh, arguably the, the busiest 
uh, aside from some of our blockbusters. But uh, so, so real quick, let's talk about theater experiences before we get into ratings. Um, I saw it twice. The first time I went to a midnight showing down in Pittsburgh, the uh, the Westgate Cinema down down there is just inc- excuse me, not Westgate AMC Waterfront is just an incredible place. Uh, so plug to them. They I saw it. It was a midnight showing. I walked. We walked in a half an hour early to, for an IMAX 3D, and we still had to sit in the front row. So when I say front row, I mean we were the front row. You had to move your head left or right whenever there was whenever there was there stuff on the screen. Uh, and then I took it. Uh, and then I went and saw it on Sunday again with my dad. I took my dad to see it, um, and uh, he loved it just as much as we as we all did talking about it. Yeah, mine mine was very simple. Um, I went to my local Cinemark theater, like I always do, uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. with my uh, dad, my brother, his wife, and my wife, and it was a packed theater. Uh, we got there 45 minutes before, and thank God we did because people were sitting in the uh, aisleway. Well, the uh, you know, the steps yeah, to walk yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, crowd was not very enthused. I was the only guy that was a nerd in the theater, clearly. <laughs> uh, you know, because because when Leia come, uh, you know, because when Leia popped up, I was like, oh no! You know. So, <laughs> uh, and I just sat back down because everybody looked at me. So. I, I- I will say this: There were a lot of people that I overheard in the theater saying, "Well, so where's the Jedi? What you know? Where, what happened? Where's that girl from the last one?" They had no idea what this movie was. Oh wow! Clearly, clearly. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about you, Eric? Was it a very simple experience uh, as well? It was a party. We went. To, we a group of us. First off, we had all pre-ordered our tickets like in a week or so in advance. Uh, they weren't pre-selected seats. I did not know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we went in there. Uh, we went, we got real fucking high and, uh, <laughs> we, we walked Fuck in a guy and, high. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm plenty <laughs> uh, three guys, but we walked, uh, we walked in about maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes early, sat right down. No problem. Uh, we went to a very quiet theater that I didn't even know was open. <laughs> like nice. I didn't, I didn't know it was there. It, it like just opened. The theater's like a year old. Um, so yeah. And, uh, I, I'm, everyone was just enjoying the movie. Uh, pretty much, and when the Darth Vader scene came on and it ended, every, the everyone loved it. Everyone was just woo. I mean, big. Everyone loved that fucking scene. You could tell everyone was just like, "That's what that's what we came for. Worth the the money I paid for. Worth the eleven bucks. Thank you very much. Have a good night. I don't need to see. I don't need to see anything else. I don't give. I don't give a shit. Um, Movie I, over. I was waiting for Jar Jar to pop up anywhere in in the movie so that because we all all of us had planned it out if we saw any gungan then we would all go yeah <laughs> 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 just, oh. just like go crazy with it but nope uh i didn't it's a gungan free movie right there but um you know Damn, whatever. We got our, r2 r2 solidifies his his reign in all the movies right and c3po yep mm-hmm. yeah both of them do don't they Yep, they're both in it for ten. This one, they're in there for five seconds. Yeah, but hey, they're there. All right, well, Eric, you came up with a new rating system. Can you tell everybody who is listening and to us what this new rating system is? We're doing the the money one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, we take the cost of the movie that the, the ticket that we had spent on this, and we rate it throughout that cost of the movie. Is it worth the full amount of the ticket to go buy it? You know, and we give it the full the full dollar amount. This one, like you know, we'll say average. Like I pay like eleven bucks this movie. I don't know what you guys paid for, but uh, we'll do like 
ten bucks is the agreed part. Or like ten bucks. Yeah, I think yeah, ten, ten bucks. We rounded it to ten bucks being ten bucks or for an incredible movie, we were doing fifteen bucks for IMAX, even yeah. if it didn't show in IMAX. But uh, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, going up there. And if it was anything less, like eh, you know what, it was good. I, but I'd pay like five bucks for this movie. Usually means that you would pay like five bucks to rent it on iTunes or like on Amazon or something like that or on video on demand. Or if you're just like you know what, uh, zero dollars, then I'll just wait for it to come out on Netflix or stream. You know. Uh, on cable or something like that. So pretty much that's how we're going to go. What in terms of dollars is this movie worth to spend for you to go spend it on? That's, that's the new rating system that we're, that we're going to be doing. What's it worth to you? Oh. The consumer. How much money are you going to be spending? How much money do you <laughs> want to save? Is it going to be worth your time? Uh, since the rate, uh, you know, uh, since the highest for IMAX, whatever is 15, that's what I'm going to go with. This is the greatest movie of the year for me. Uh, this is the highlight of the year for me. The year started good with Star Wars on our first year, and now the movie's, what, well, that was 15. The year started great with Deadpool, and it's going to end wonderful for me with Star Wars. This is the best battle uh, of all time in Star Wars. First Star Wars movie of all time, and this is the best Star Wars movie of all time. This is, this is amazing. It had everything going for it. Uh, I thought the acting was great. I thought the special effects was great. Uh, Vader was great. Uh, the ending battle, the last 40 minutes, was amazing. Uh, who would have thought the director who did Monsters and the mediocre Godzilla was arguably one of the greatest Star Wars movies of all time? Great, great movie. 15 bucks IMAX. Go see it now. Um, I will. While I agree with your grade, and I will give it the 15 buck IMAX rating as well, I'd say I'd spend 15 bucks, and I did twice. Um, but uh, you know, I'm nowhere near as in love with this movie as you are, Jordan. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, of all of them, I say it's, it's either third, it's either third or fourth in my book. Uh, I think it's the second most well-made in terms of like filmmaking and acting and stuff, but they just don't give you enough. They give you as much backstory as you have in four learning who these characters were. You know what I mean? Like you don't know anything about them. They try to tell you, but they they don't just they just don't develop it. They throw you in there and just say, "Oh, now she's now she's a rebel hero." You know, but the ending battle, the Vader, and the nostalgia purpose, the how you know the ner- I got a nerd boner the whole time. You know, I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. I'm Max Theater. Here we go. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's it's kind of weird when I say this because I I enjoyed the movie every bit of it except for again the few characters who I would just like. Man, you know, like I could take you or leave you. I, I really, and it's not, it's not like it's their fault. It's not like the writing. I just, I don't know. I just, um, maybe too much was cut after talking about it with you guys. Right? Maybe too much was cut out to maybe me just not disconnected. And I'm not uh, knocking on the movie whatsoever. I, I liked the movie very much. I thought it was great. I think that the way that I can, I'm just not in a rush, or I would encourage anyone to rush to go see it. The way that I can best describe this movie is like this year's Christmas, is that I like it, I enjoy it, and I know that it's here, but I'm just, I just don't have the spirit. Like something is just missing in this part where it's just like, eh, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, that's basically what it is. Um, but as after talking about it, I kind of want to see the movie again, to be honest with you. Um, I would say that it's, it's, it's worth the movie to go see it. I wouldn't see it in IMAX or anything like that, but man, those fight scenes are pretty cool. It's worth to go see it, everybody, but I, I paid, I paid 10 bucks at my theater or 11 bucks at my theater and I would pay just that. I wouldn't pay anything overboard for like the, the Uber deluxe 
D box, uh, you know, real D, oh my God, surround sound or anything like that. I, you know, I'd say just just watch it as is, and you'd be having a good time. I, oh, I, I'll give you the real D. Yeah, thank you. Nice. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, the movie is clearly worth it for the fight scenes and for the Vader and, and uh, for the the continuation or the starting point of, of four. So I'd say definitely go see it. But um, yeah, I guess 10 bucks, 10, 11 bucks is what I paid for it. And I, I'm all right with that. I'm not cool with 15 bucks in IMAX. I don't think it's worth an IMAX, but I definitely do think it's worth a watch for sure. Awesome. Well, that concludes our review of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, but this is not the last review of the year. We still got one more episode and it is Passengers which I'm really, really excited for Passengers. I like myself some sci-fi, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm oh, yeah. geeked as hell to go see this one. This will be good. Passengers will be our last movie of the 2016 year, and to kick off 2017, Resident Evil Final Chapter. Yay! Ugh. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, they haven't been good since the first one. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we appreciate it, like always. Thank you for having a wonderful year with us. Uh, and we hope you guys enjoyed our last episode, our one-year anniversary. I had a great time. I'm, I'm sure you guys did. It's good. Yeah. Thank you, Tony was- Pacos, by the way, for having us. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And cigars. And, and for beer. ripping Jordan's butthole. <laughs> 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 that was funny. Uh, but anyway. Inside joke, but still very literal. Uh, make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com. Check us out at berealnetwork.com, the network that sponsors us and other shows that are just amazing to check out. Also, make sure to search for us on iTunes, Movie Guys Podcast, or work. So until next week, Eric and Ed, thank you for joining me. See ya.